Hello. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tyler Fisher Show. I am your host, Tyler Fisher. I don't know. I thought about so many different names for the show, but I thought, let's just keep it simple. It's what the show's all about. Let's keep it simple. I'm an overthinker. How about you? I overthink things. How about you? Do you? Do you? I'm just going to talk about my life and stand-up and dating and dogs, and uh, I'll have the occasional guest on. Maybe you heard my interview with Sal Volcano from Impractical Jokers last week, who's such a sweetheart, and I don't know if you've met the guy or you watch Impractical Jokers, but if you're a fan of his, it's just cool. It's it's cool to meet. Uh, he's a you know he's a big guy, he's a celebrity guy, and he's he's the most normal, nice person I've met. So that's inspiring to know that they're out there because you meet a lot of dicks. I've met a lot of dicks in my time. Even uh, comedians who aren't famous could be dicks. So. He's not a dick, is my point, and, and uh, we had a fun little interview, so you can check that out for sure. Um, I uh, just took a cold shower. If I look stunned or shocked, I'm doing this new cold shower uh, challenge. Well, it's more of a lifestyle. You do it every day for the foreseeable future. There's this guy named Wim Hof, Wim Hof. And he's like, I don't know if he's Russian or if he's Swedish. I don't really know. But he basically talks like this and looks like me in 20 years. So if you want to see what I will look like in 20 years, it's this guy. And basically he runs around naked in the snow and says it will make your life so good. So I started doing it. That's it. Do some breathing. He does some deep, just <laughs> you sit there and do that in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And he yells at you and says, "Stop thinking! Stop thinking about other things. You don't need money. You don't need love. You don't need a wife. Let it all go and breathe. And then take a cold shower and watch your penis turn into a little turtle boy." It's a <laughs> so so. It's so painful. Oh my god, it's so painful. But after a week. After about a week, you start to get excited for the cold part of the shower. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm what we call in the in the business um, a pussy. So I don't like cold. I'm very skinny. I don't retain fat easily. So the thought of taking a freezing cold shower was not exciting. But the benefits are gets the blood flowing and you're activating all these cells that you don't use um and it also takes your mind off of pretty much anything else because you're in a freezing cold shower in the middle of winter so so that helps and then the other benefit i think the biggest benefit is it trains your mind to be able to confront uncomfortable things voluntarily and I think not only am I a pussy, I think we're starting to raise pussies um, all around the country, perhaps the world. It's just a free range of pussies. We grass-fed, free-range pussy kids because we're not uh, we're not uh, raising kids to be able to have uncomfortable conversations. And I think that's why we're so divided right now. It's I'm right, you're wrong. 
and uh, we're not going to sit down and debate it. It's That's just the way it is. And so this trains your mind to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to go voluntarily put myself in a freezing cold shower and I will not be seeing my penis for a few hours until it finds its way back out of my belly button or wherever it's retreated into. But then throughout the day, when you're confronted with uncomfortable things, you kind of can tap back into that freezing, what the fuck am I doing, but I'm do I'm choosing to do this, and uh, you can breathe through it. So that's what I'm doing, because I don't like confrontation, though my conversation with Sal, he did say he thought I liked confrontation, because I uh, <laughs> put a lit cigarette into a woman's pocketbook, because she was smoking in a park, and I asked her not to, and then she lit another one, and I put her lit cigarette into her pocketbook. I know that sounds like I like confrontation. That's more like, um, you know, respect the law, respect the, uh, you know, respect somebody in a park and don't smoke a cigarette. So look, I, I, I'll be I'll be fucking clear. If you're going to smoke a cigarette in front of me in a, in a park and I ask you to put it out and then you light another one and you walk away, I'm going to take the, the lit one you just threw on the ground. I'm going to put it in your, in your pocketbook. So that's, I'm definitely going to do that. But that's besides the point. My point is I don't like confrontation, so I'm training my body to be able to voluntarily confront things that I do not like and to be able to breathe through them and smile. That's another thing. When you're in this cold shower, you got to think about really positive things. So I envision things that I want in life, like money and a wife and uh, a, or a wife with money. Maybe it's just a wife who has money and then I have the money because, you know, because of the, the wife who has my do whatever you want to do but i i encourage you to try it and uh, it really does something to the mind so uh, yeah so so cold showers wim hof check him out i also took a little retreat up to pennsylvania to get out of the city and um do something different i guess aside from sit around talking to a labradoodle all day which is fun, which is fun. It's keeping me afloat, but I took a little trip with my pal. We went up to Pennsylvania. We went hiking, and uh, I realized how desperate I was for some social interaction. And I get a little bit. I go out and I do stand-up shows, but that's not really social interaction. That's I'm performing. I'm putting on a performance. So I'm not, uh, it's not like a pure connection. So it was great to just go hiking, and uh, we cooked cook made a scampi you ever make a shrimp scampi holy cow what a fucking meal that is shrimp scampi and we cooked and we talked and we uh we just we need you know i had some male bonding which was great and if you want to know what men do ladies when we're alone we talk about you oh yes we do we talk about you we talk about what you're doing, and we want to know what we can do to be better so that we can be with you. Because we want to be with you. That's all men do. It's all we care about is trading tips on how to impress women. That's it. That's what it's like to be a man, if you wondered. That's it. We just, what, oh, what do you, what creams are you, you, you know, that's another thing. It's like, 
enough with this fucking straight white men are all the same shit. We are we are trading cream tips. Oh, you use a day cream? Okay. I, oh, I well that's I use a night cream, so maybe you should start using a night cream. Well, I do some facial oil and what I and that's what we did. We laid out our oils and our creams and our vitamins and we traded tips and we cooked scampi and we jerked each other off. We didn't do that part. But we bonded and that men do that too. Straight white men. So surprise. That's what we're doing with our time. We're talking about creams and oils. And uh, my skin looks great, by the way. But that's it. That's that's what men do. Men try to figure out ways to improve themselves to be the most desirable for women. I mean, that's that's how all species evolve, and that's how all species behave. If you've ever watched a, a documentary, uh, what what is that, Planet Earth or whatever, that's all it is. It's the males training, learning dances, learning different, you know, squawks to attract women. Right? David Attenborough? And he in the wall, and here's a little field mouse. He's collecting some rocks. He's gathering rocks to impress a mate. He's picking the most colorful rocks and putting them in front of his little mouse house. Oh, here comes a female. She's coming over to inspect his new design. She's not impressed. And then she fucking runs away. And he's like, fuck, I've been fucking working on this fucking rock sculpture for seven weeks. And this is the only female mouse in the fucking, for miles. And she's like, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't really like, I don't really like the design that you fucking picked for me. And that's all men do. That's all we do. We're competing. We compete, right? We get incredibly competitive in every area, across every area, whether it be to be the best actor, to be the best comedian, to be the best basketball player, best fucking bobsledder, badmintoner, whatever it is, we compete, we get maniacal, and then whoever reaches the top, women come and they pick off the top. Which is why I think it's it, it's a deeper conversation about having pure equality in the workplace because you're still competing with men who have been trained to fucking literally do anything to be the best to attract women. So I think it does create, I don't, it's going to be tough to find a, an exact equal plane because women are still competing with men who kill each other to get to the top to impress women. Women don't have that part to motivate them. Men and women are, have the same IQs and are skilled the same except for I'd say, I don't know, physical, some physical sports, because I think those areas are where men have been just fucking locking antlers and competing since we were amoebas or whatever the fuck we were, like single-celled organisms. That's what we've been doing to attract women. So my point is I want a wife, so I got (laughs) to do a podcast. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's the whole point here. That's the whole point of a podcast, isn't it?
but I have been, uh, I've been trying to like meet women, you know, in the wild. Oh, here comes Tyler, the five foot three comedian, is sitting outside of his Brooklyn home, trying to attract a mate. He's showing off his newly roasted Colombian coffee beans and wearing a nice bright flannel. Here comes a woman. She's walking by. She's not interested. Gives him the finger and gets on the subway. That's pretty much every day. Go outside, I show my beans, I spread out all my goods, and I just wait. I just wait for a mate. I never get one, but I've been trying to figure out how to, like, I want to, like with the cold shower thing, I'm trying not to be a pussy. I'm trying to put myself in uncomfortable situations. It's very uncomfortable to ask out a woman. It's really, uh, uh, men are frightened of it. We're terrified, terrified of, of, uh, of asking out women. And so I have to train myself and put myself in that uncomfortable situation because you get rejected and sometimes it's really harsh. I mean, I remember one time I, uh, I saw this woman on the subway. I thought she was cute. I thought we were making eyes a little bit. And then I wrote my phone number down on a piece of paper and I wrote like something funny. I don't know what. Uh, and I said, all right, when I walk off, I was too afraid to even talk to her. So I said, when I walk off the subway, I'm going to hand her the piece of paper. It's got my number on it and the cute note. So my subway stop. We get there and I, I walk off. I hand her the piece of paper. She takes it and she goes, ah, and she threw it. <laughs> and she threw it at me. It went right by my head and hit a woman in the face. And then I walked off the train, humiliated. Everyone just saw me get just really rejected super super rejected it's no normal rejection and then the subway doors closed and i'm standing there and i start walking towards the staircase but the train sometimes the train pulls away really slow so her car just followed me so everyone in the, in the car followed me all the way down the platform and it was just the ultimate walk of shame so um you know, so I probably didn't approach a woman for another like two years after that. I probably was like, oh, let me get on the apps. Oh, I'll just sit on the toilet and swipe and match with a woman who I don't have to actually see. And that's not healthy. And I don't think that's a great way to, to, to meet someone. It could be. But yeah, the other problem is like nowadays women got, they have their headphones in, right? So like they can't even hear you if you go up and say something clever. You know, they might have sunglasses on and then the mask and then a book. So you're already working at such a deficit. (laughs) Like to even get their attention, you have to do something bizarre to get them to like unplug and fucking unmask and everything. It's it's quite a challenge. You end up looking like a complete psychopath because you have to go up to them. Hey, excuse me. Hi, and then you have to talk really loud. Hi, excuse me. Can you take? Yeah, I, no, I'm not. I'm not. Cra- I'm not asking for money. I just want to hit on you. No, you. I'm sorry. You can't say you're hitting on someone when you're hitting on them because that makes it weird. I, I'm just saying. Where do you do you like coffee? Can you take those headphones off? Hi, hi, hello. I'm interested in, and then they just run away. 
I don't really know what this what the answer is. I, I, I don't know. It's fucking brutal. Fucking brutal. You ever block anybody? You guys blocking people? I'm be, I'm becoming more pro block. I don't know. Are you blocking your exes? Are you? I, I I'm starting to realize like it's too. It's we're living this strange period where you someone who is not in your life anymore can essentially just look at everything you do, and uh, I'm not okay with that. So at this point in my life. And I think during the pandemic, a lot of people are probably getting back with the exes, feeling desperate and looking at their fucking and Instagrams and seeing who they're dating and all that stuff. And I don't think that's healthy. So I decided, um, you know, I'm just going to be blocking people who I don't want to see my life. I blocked an ex of mine because I didn't, I didn't want her to be able to see my life. She, you know essentially decided she didn't want to have a relationship. Um, so I said, all right, well, you don't get to look at my shit then, you know? Don't let don't let somebody in on your life. If they mistreat you or break up with you, don't fucking let them look at your life. It's creepy. It's weird, and they don't deserve it. They don't deserve to see see what you're up to and the cool shit you're doing. Block them. Block them everywhere. I think you should block them everywhere. They don't deserve it. Think about before social media, right? Because right now you could date somebody and you break it off and then you could run into them. You could run into an ex who you hate or, you know, whatever. And they know everything that you've done since you've broken up. That's not okay. That's creepy. If that happened before social media, you'd be fucking creeped out. You run into your ex. She's like, hi, Dan. Dan, I haven't seen you in so long. How's how's the baby? What the what? Yeah, I saw your baby. I've been looking at pictures of your baby. Oh, and you went to Hawaii for your honeymoon. Be like, what the fuck? How do you know that? How do you know I have a baby and I was on a honeymoon in Hawaii? Back before the Instagram and social media, the only way your ex would know what you're up to and would be looking at pictures is A, if they broke into your house and started like rummaging through your fucking wedding album or they stalked you and like fucking watched your wedding from afar. It's creepy. It's not just creepy. So I'm blocking my exes and, uh, I had one ex who she would just find me everywhere. I had to block her. Uh, that's another problem. But with blocking your ex now, there's five. You're on 500 social media platforms. You're on 500 apps. You have to. You got to spend a week blocking. I thought I blocked my ex everywhere, and then she sent me a $300 request on Venmo. I was like, "Fuck!" She got me. I sent it to her. She tricked me. Essentially, I sent it to her. You know. She's just trying to buy her way back into my life. So I blocked her everywhere. Everywhere. Because this particular ex, I found out she was cheating on me. And uh, being cheated on is never, never fun. And there's some nuance to it. It's like, look, if you cheat on somebody and you own up to it, 
You fucking man or woman up. A man, a woman. If you man up and you you admit it, that's that's one thing. But to cheat on somebody and to hide it forever or try to hide it forever, that's a different category. To me, I won't give I will never give somebody a second chance if they cheat on me and they don't own up to it and we don't discuss it. How did it happen? Why did it happen? This person, this woman flew all the way to London, England to cheat on me with a guy from Queens. What? She flew halfway across the globe to fuck some guy from Flushing. It's like, no, dude, I don't forgive that. And she hit it. If you're going to, first of all, first of all, if you're going to fucking go to England to cheat, make it count. Make it like a, you know, a fucking tourist thing. Like, do something, like, of the culture. Fuck, fuck a local. Don't, don't fuck some guy from Maspeth, who, who's like 70 stops off the R from Brooklyn. To make it, you know what I mean? I maybe I wouldn't have been so mad if she was like, "Hey, babe, I fucked the Queen's Butler." Like, what? You what? You fucked the Queen's Butler, the Queen of England? Yeah, I was at a pub and and he just fucking was so nice. Like he was so caring. Like I was like, "Yeah, well, he's a butler, of course he is." But also, that's fucking crazy. All right, like he took care of me. You know what I mean? He like and then he made the bed after and brought me back. Yeah, so like it's like don't fuck a guy from Ozone Park. Make it Brit. Do something British. Fuck a British guy. Fuck one of those, you know, guards with the puffy hats. Inside one of those stereotypical red British phone booths where you, just, uh, you know, they can't have any emotion and he just fucks you. Oh, uh, you like it. You like it. This is on behalf of the queen. You're taking it for the queen. You're taking one for the queen. Maybe come back and tell me that and I'd be like, all right, babe. I don't know. Maybe I'll forgive you. Do something. Don't fuck a guy off the Astoria Ditmas fucking stop. Fuck a Brit. You know, let a, a, a rugby team run train on you in the fucking tube. Do something British. Let some old fucking drunk, disgusting, sloppy, 70-year-old Brit with no teeth fuck you in a pub while eating chips on a lift while he's eating your mincemeat pie. Make it count. Let him eat your mushy peas. Don't fuck some guy who lives fucking 90 stops off the end. Make it count. Maybe I wouldn't care. Let fucking David Beckham bend you over like Beckham and give it to you. Let them run up and down your flank. Make it count. What are you doing? I don't care if you fucking stumbled onto the entire cast of Monty Python and let them just go to town. Forget the, the Ministry of Silly Walks. If they did the Ministry of Silly Fucks and just fucked you all silly and made a scout. You know? Do that. Make it count. Let Ricky Gervais fuck you. While he's having a laugh. While he's having a laugh. That's a story I can forgive. You know, if you came back and were like, babe, I fucked the kid from Sweeney Todd. I'm so sorry. I fucking sucked his dick while he sang a sweet tune to me. No one's gonna harm you. Not while I'm around. At least I'd be like, you know, all right, did you get his info? We're the same size. Maybe I can talk to his agent. 
Make it count. But if they don't do that, then block them. That's my point. Then you got to block them. Guys, we're here every Monday. I'm here every Monday. And uh, if you join uh, my Patreon, you get the video first, which will be out the following day. But patrons get it first. Patreon.com slash Tyler Talks. Um, you get all sorts of stuff. My next Zoom comedy show, which is just for patrons, is on January 30th. And uh, that'll be at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So Patreon.com slash Tyler Talks. You'll get a free ticket to that show every month. It's an exclusive show. It's a lot of fun. I do all my jokes for the month. I invite some comedians on. Um, you'll get to hear the podcast first. All sorts of stuff. Check it out. Thank you for for uh, for supporting. And I will see you next Monday. Have a great week. Do something nice for yourselves. Take a cold shower. <laughs>